What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the LFC podcast, where our mission is to make, deploy, and multiply mature and equipped Christ followers. My name is Lucas Gray, and I'm the worship pastor here at Lima First. And uh, today is going to be really special. Um, we've got, how many are there? I think there's 10. Yep, we've got about 10 students here in the room. Guys, what's going on? How's everybody doing? Everyone good? Good, come on. We got a special episode um, planned for you guys today. I got Pastor Morgan and Jacob Piercefield here with us as well. They're our youth directors. Guys, say what's up. Hey, hey. How's it going? What's up? We're so glad <laughs> that you guys are here. Um, we want to take a moment today and uh, just honor what the Lord is doing uh, here in our youth. And uh, there's just been incredible growth, incredible testimonies of what the Lord's done over these last, oh gosh, how long have you guys been here now? Two and a half years. Two and a half Crazy. years. Um, what the Lord's done and, uh, and, and just the growth that we've seen in our students and not just numerically, but spiritually uh, has just been unbelievable. So they're here today. We're going to hang out. We're going to talk about uh, what the Lord's doing, some funny things. We're just going to hit the whole gamut today. So I'm going to turn it over to Pastor Morgan and Jacob, uh, and they're going to kind of lead us through this thing. You guys ready? Yeah, so to kind of give like a little bit of backstory, in 2021, when Jacob and I came on staff, we really felt that there just needed to be a shift in that these students just need that these students just needed to get a greater depth um, for themselves spiritually because the things that they face in school are so difficult. I graduated in 2016, and things are so 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 different now. Yeah. You couldn't pay me to go back to high school. And so we just felt like that these students needed to um, just go deeper with their relationship with the Lord. And we honestly didn't know how to do it. And so we just said, Holy Spirit, have your way. And so in camp of 2021, we really shifted from a youth group to a youth fam. And so that kind of laid the foundation for where we are now. <laughs> the giggles have started. Um and so truly, we have just said, Holy Spirit, have your way, because at the bottom line is that we need students to taste and see that the Lord is good. Yeah. They have to experience this for themselves. And so that's why we do what we do. So, Jacob, why don't you kick off our convo? You guys ready to chit chat with us? I'm ready. <laughs> They're so ready. You tell them, Con. So, yeah, to, to tag on to what Pastor Lucas said, there there's just been such a... A wonderful move of God here and not just here but in our cities and um, in your guys' schools and and so uh, we want to talk a little bit about that um, and so like there has been a culture as uh, Pastor Morgan talked about uh, this family culture that we started but it's also like went out of here to your guys' school so yeah. you guys um, you guys started this invite culture you started inviting your friends um, and those friends started coming and uh, saved or not, they started, I mean, we just started seeing kids wrecked, and and so it, it's just super incredible to see that, and so with that, there has been um, this thing that's been created, and so uh, it's just so cool to see your friends at church, and um, just to seeing that you guys are leading the way, and um, not just in your friends, but also your, your families, and so um, we've just been super excited, and um, just proud of you guys for um, just leading the way and being alongside of you guys to see that. So, yeah. And real quick, I'll tag on to that too. You said leading the way, uh, and so like I said earlier, Pastor Lily and I 
um, have the privilege of leading worship. And these students, uh, especially again over the last couple of years, have filled the rows. I think this morning, so we're recording uh, to Saturday, or excuse me, Sunday afternoon. And this morning, we had like three rows full, and then a couple other rows uh, that were taken up as well as students just pressing into worship. And um, and so even even from us guys, like I want you to know that you encourage us in our worship. Like uh, there's there's just a, a different level that it goes to. I think when you guys are pressing in and you guys are um, actively involved. So whether you know it or not, like you really are leading the way. You're not just sitting in the front and, you know, taking up your rows and whatever, but um, it encourages me too. You guys, you guys are, you guys are awesome. So, so some, we've been seeing some exciting things happen here. So like, um, what are some things that you might carry with you into your schools that might have an impact on someone else? Well, for me, it's just the presence of God because you don't have to say something. Uh, people just see it. Like, you don't have to uh, meet with someone personally. You just carry it with you everywhere you go. Yeah, that's so good. Mm-hmm. Anybody else? But, like, most all of us here go to the same school. And so, you, I mean, people can just see how inclusive we are with our friend group, always just loving each other, being beside each other everywhere which I don't see that with most friend groups they're usually separated throughout but we're always like talking to each other hanging out always trying to create the best possible time at school and just to show everybody like just love one of the fruits of the spirit so good that's kind of something that we try and do here too what is my famous saying if somebody's here for the first time what do you go do you swoop them up and so that's what we want to do here right inside of the church's four walls or within your schools because it's so, so, so important to show people the love of Jesus no matter what. Um, speaking of schools, so I remember, Melania, you um, <laughs> you prayed for the baptism of the Holy Spirit for how long was it? Um, like two years, I would say. For two years, and... Um, you received that this year at camp, which was such a cool moment. I will never forget. So like for you to have been praying with that and what the Holy Spirit does so is that the Holy Spirit then really empowers you. And so how have you felt different going into this school year? Because I have noticed a total change within you where you are like ready to win it no matter what. Whether it's at the fair, the poultry queen, she ain't the princess anymore. She is the poultry queen. And so how do you feel that that has changed things for you this year? It's definitely, like, encouraged me to press in more. And, like, having that inside of me, like, it gives me more courage to, like, go up to other people or invite or just, like, bring people. Great. That's good. (laughs) That's so good. Um, so Spencerville crew, you guys just made it a priority to go and pray for your school. You guys went after youth one night. I think that it was at the back to school bash and you guys were one of the last ones to go back to school and you guys went and you went inside your school. I hope that's okay to say, but you guys went inside your school and you guys like prayed like. You didn't say, Jesus, help our school. Like, you guys prayed. Like, you guys 
took 20 vials of anointing oil and it still wasn't enough for really the amount of people that were there. And so, Kate, you created prayer points. So talk to me a little bit about how you came up with those prayer points, just things that you've seen, because you're what we like to call our our fiery one, the one who (laughs) talks through her cries and you can't understand her, but it's filled with such a passion Mm -hmm. for the things of God. So talk to us a little bit about that. Well, I guess it started so a few weeks before we went back to school, um, we were like meeting in small groups at youth. And I was with a couple of my friends, and I just felt really led that we needed to go and pray into our uh, pray at our school. So we just texted a group chat, as we always do. We just showed up, and as we're in the car, um, I just felt like we needed to be specific about certain things for each hallway. So just depending on the age and what kind of people are going through um, at that point, we prayed about that, um, and I just. It was basically we went in there and we um, we've been talking a lot about claiming our territory at church, and so we we all just were passionate and we want to take back our school for Jesus and mm-hmm. we I guess for me as I said a couple months ago at youth I just like can't sit around and just like be okay with things being just fine like we have to do something about it so I think that's what ultimately kind of provoked us doing that and. Um, I, I know just going there and physically praying, anointing different rooms, like it really encourages me and it builded up my faith and I just, I think it's, it's going to lead to some wonderful things this year at school. Mm-hmm. That's so good. And you talked about, uh, you know, building your faith. So as you guys go into your schools, you know, what, what would you think are some challenges that uh, you might face uh, as walking Walking out in your faith um, in boldness, you know, sometimes it's not always easy. Uh, it, it, can be, it can be easy to um, just s- simply give an invite out um, or maybe just say, hey, like, uh, we'd love to have you at our church, you know. But uh, it's another thing to uh, love on people the way, you know, Jesus does and, and share the, uh, the love of Jesus. So talk about some of those challenges that you might face in school um, with that. Um, I think, like, when there's, like, the popular people who, like, like talking about topics that, like, aren't very Christian, and it's, like, when you just laugh about it or don't, like, stand up for your faith and like, situations like that, it's hard to be able to be, like, oh, no, that's against the Bible. That's not, like, what we should be talking about. That's, like, you don't want people to think you're weird or... You don't want people to think you're different, but then it's like, that's what God wants you to be. Mm-hmm. Because you're not called to be like everybody else. You're called to be set apart. Yeah. What do I say all the time? You can't talk the talk if you don't walk the walk. Yeah, Liv. For me, it's like, it seems like when you say, I'm Christian, like I follow Jesus, everyone stares at you. Like everyone mm-hmm. is watching every move that you make and so if you do a little thing wrong you're judged for it and it's like it's hard to find that balance between um just doing what God called you to do versus like taking account of what other people say yeah so good so like with that people are watching you and they're almost like waiting to see you mess up Mm -hmm. so they can be like oh well you're just like everybody else And we're not called to perfection. We're just called to some progress. And so that might mean you coming back and saying, listen, 
I'm not perfect. Hannah Montana said it best. Nobody's perfect. <laughs> and so hopefully they understand that too. But hold so on, hold on real quick for all the listeners. Write that one down. What was it? <laughs> We're not called to perfection. We're called to progress. Woo! Yeah. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Write that down. That wasn't even in my notes. <laughs> um, so speaking of walking it out and some of the challenges, how are you guys making a difference to stand out? Like, what are you doing really in the church and then out of the church too? To have people say, what is different about you? Because people clearly notice the difference, right? Like, they don't think you're like everybody else, hopefully. <laughs> um, a big thing for me was last year, um, I had my big group of friends. And, I mean, they were fine friends for a long while. We were friends for seven years, maybe, all just having a good time together. But what I really started to notice was as I started just getting more bold and more bold with my walk with Jesus, how uh, different I was from them, not in a bad way, but like, man, I really shouldn't be participating with them anymore, Mm -hmm. almost. So just me, for me, separating from that. And then, yeah, and like you said, challenges, it it was pretty lonely for a while. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, none of these guys were here with me at school, Mm -hmm. so I didn't really hang around nobody. But then we were inclusive and brought more people to Jesus, also brought more people to school, too, so that was really cool. (laughs) Yeah, Carson, talk a little bit about you transferred from a different school to Spencerville, and you've noticed such such a difference, right? Like, you told us last week, I love going to school. You're 16, 17 years old, and you love going to school? Like, that's crazy. Well, uh... But wait, first of all, <laughs> Jacob, I think you you should intro his line. You're going down. <laughs> if you know, you know. Caleb, get there. So, like, uh... Kind of like what how Aiden said, like, as you got, like, deeper into your relationship with God, you're, like, definitely set apart from your friend group. Like, um... Uh, the group I've been hanging out with since we got together in kindergarten uh this past year i basically just let them all go and it was like super lonely and then the school year ended so it was finally more fun (laughs) and then um i hung out with aiden a lot more and like uh so i was gonna go to uh another school and then like it got all switched around and I don't even know how I ended up at Spencerville, but like a week before school, somehow going to Spencerville. Typical teenage boy fashion. Yeah. So you love school? Yeah. I'm curious, have you noticed, so uh, I think we've kind of beaten around the bush, but a lot of these students are from um, Spencerville that are here in the room. If you haven't gathered that at this point, so I know, so I know Carson, you, and then um, who's the Tanner, right? Mm-hmm. Both transferred over. Um, who else? Logan. And Logan. Yeah, that's right. Wow. Um, but I think it's just a testimony to what the Lord's doing there. It's almost like uh, an attractive thing. Like it's like it's like attracting um, other believers who are attracted to what the Lord's doing there, and that's a testimony, Aiden, to you guys and 
to all that the Lord's done, Olivia, um, and just what the Lord's doing at Spencerville. And uh, it's just incredible to watch from the outside. Yeah, so Aiden, my man, uh, with the fresh kicks on. I, I love those. Also, really quick, can we just can we just appreciate Aiden's depth of his voice? It just is coming through on my headphones. Just so good. It is. Yeah. If you know, you know. If you need your shoes clean, polished up, I know it, guys. So Aiden, you so you. You got a chance to speak at FCA this year. I did. Um, for those who don't know, what is FCA? Yeah, so Aiden, tell us a little bit about FCA. What What is that? So FCA is like a program, stands for Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And so it's we've said it's not for athletes, but it's for anybody who is a believer in Christ or wants to know more about him. So we meet about uh, every Friday at during our lunch in a teacher's room, and we all have our time learning more about Christ. My chair is squeaking, sorry. <laughs> uh, so was this like your first time doing something like this? Uh, yeah, speaking at FCA was my first time. Awesome. So like, I guess, like what what prompted you? Like what, what did you, um, I guess, what caught your eye to be, be able to want to do something like this? So it was just a really big thing that happened in our school someone uh, sadly overdosed and so we all it started going around the school and I didn't really know this kid that well but he uh, I was like man he really didn't like live the best life I mean there was just so much trouble that he went through and what he did and it was just really sad to just realize that he just died and probably didn't go to the right place in all reality and it just really caught my eye. I'm like, if just something quick can just happen like that, and he probably, who knows, didn't go to heaven. And it's just really sad to hear and see. And I'm like, man, maybe I should just start uh, influencing more. And so I created a message to speak to more students about that. Wow, that's so powerful. And those things are so weighty too. Like when you have the realization of what... Mm-hmm. really eternity is like mm-hmm. we heard from Maya and she is going to share really about why she is starting Youth Alive in Bath High School and that she had this vision at camp and it was so powerful like those marking moments that they're so weighty yeah so this group will be called Youth Alive and it exists to empower students to reach students by serving in their campus church and community that's what I'm doing by serving in my campus we believe that the best way to reach my generation is through us the mission is to see every student grow to be a lifelong, passionate follower of Jesus Christ. That's phenomenal. I cannot wait to see this launch and just to see what comes from it because you're super passionate about this. And so um, you've been passionate since this summer. I'll never forget when we were sitting during that wrap time during camp and you like grabbed my arm harder than I think anyone has ever grabbed my arm. And you said, Pimo, I need to tell this. Can I share? I said, absolutely. So talk to us just a little bit about your process and what it looked like from maybe I should start a Youth Alive to I have to start Youth Alive. (laughs) Yes, so at youth camp this past summer, we were doing the altar call, which was like the service was about reaching out to like people around you that like need your help. 
and I had seen this vision of my two closest friends who are not Christians, like not believers, and they were, they looked so hurt, like they were in so much pain, and they were just looking at me and crying out to me, and I was like, okay, maybe I like need to do something with my school, and I just put it off, and then this came to me again, and it was confirmed at kids camp when I was working, and I just knew, because I saw that vision again, and I knew that I had to start something and do something, because I did not want to see my two closest friends in pain because of me. And so this started this fire within you and you called in people from youth who go to your school and you said, listen, are you in and you are driving this thing to Bath High School? Yep. We want it to happen. It's going to happen. It is going to happen. And so we can't wait to see the fruit from this and the kids who are going to come to know Jesus to be lifelong, passionate followers for him. Awesome. So good. So proud of you. Kendall. Um, And it was really cool to see. I don't know if Aiden was the first one, but after Aiden shared a message at our FCA, more students um, Mm -hmm. got encouraged to share a message. Mm -hmm. So like for like three or four weeks after that, I think we had a different student share a message each week. And it was really cool hearing from all kinds of different students. I think that it was Kate and Cheyenne that literally did a salvation <laughs> call in school. Like, yeah. like you're getting people to heaven, whether it's in Walmart or it's in Spencerville High School. Like, Kate, did you have something to say? Well, I guess. So Cheyenne felt led to share a message, and she was too scared to do it alone. So I show up to my class, and she goes, you're speaking in FCA on Friday. And I'm like, what? Good friendship right there. Um, That's a good friendship. I was like, okay, I'll do it because you feel allowed to do it, whatever. And, I mean, it was not the best. We were not. I mean, we were so scared. But, like, I feel better now, like, seeing what God did just with us going up there, saying, well, you can have the floor because we don't know what we're doing. But that and just we saw people get saved, like, for weeks straight. It's like we were, like, zero salvations each week and then Aiden spoke we I think we had like 13 that day or something and then people just were continuing to get saved and like that's all that matters in the end of the day so did you just say 13 people like give their lives to Jesus yeah yeah Yeah, we think around like uh 10 to 20 I don't know I mean that's kind of a big range you just lose count (laughs) guys that's incredible because you're young in ministry you didn't count no I'm just kidding (laughs) we lost count no, I was just having yeah. people raise their hands. Like, I didn't think nobody would raise their hand. So it was just wow. cool to see. That's a testimony, though, to if we would just speak it. Like, if we would just sit, like just share the word of God, you never know what he can do in someone's mm-hmm. heart in a moment. Mm-hmm. Man, that's incredible. So you guys um, have spoken at school. You guys have invited kids to school. And so Liv and Jewel, you guys have a super powerful story and I'm getting choked up talking about it already, but I will never forget this night. One, because I thought that you guys were just goofing off when you were supposed to be playing a game. But in reality, you guys were in there praying um, for such a powerful moment. So Liv, why don't you kick off this life transformation story? So there's a lot to this story, but uh, it kind of started um, before the youth night. Um So the previous week at youth, I was praying. I think it was, I forget what the message was. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, it, it was good. And I was just praying and I was thinking like, Thanks. what can I pray for? Like, how can I uh, make this personal to myself? And I just kept thinking and like uh, this name of my friend just kept coming to my mind. And I'm like, this has nothing to do with the message. Like, why, why does it keep coming to my mind? And I was like, okay, I have to do something about this. Like, it's, it's not even related to the message. So it must be something that God wants me to do. And so I was like, all right, God, uh, instead of the message, what do you want me to do with this friend? Because you keep bringing him to mind. And the Lord just said, write him a letter. And I was like, okay, thank you. Like, about what? <laughs> like, I was at that point really confused. But I was just like, all right. So I go home. The second I get home, I just pull out a piece of paper and just start writing. I honestly can't remember what I wrote, um, but it just all came from the Lord. And I was like, um, I was like, thank you, Jesus, because I don't even know what to say. So um, then I had to give it to him or to, to the person the next day. And that was very awkward, but uh, I had to fulfill my obedience yeah. and... Uh, it didn't stop That's with just it. writing it. I had to uh, follow through with it. So I ended up uh, giving the person the letter, and then it goes um, to Jewel. <laughs> so then that happens, and then we're at youth on Sunday the next week, and he shows up, and we're like, okay, this is great. And then we're in worship, and I just like, God was like, look over there. And then I saw him, and I was like, okay, like, I've never talked to him before, like, what am I supposed to do? Um, and my heart was beating so fast, I was like, okay, I gotta do something. So I didn't do anything then, I was like, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> so then I wait the whole service, and like, the whole time, God's like, you have to go talk to him. And I was like, but I don't know what to say. And then he, like, service is over, and we're in rap time. And then he was like, walking in the back. And God was like, go to him right now. And I was like, okay. So I'm like running through the chairs. And I'm like, um, if you've ever had like suicidal thoughts or anything like that. And then he like walked a few steps and then like fell to the floor and like broke down crying. So then we prayed over him like while they were playing the game. And then that was it. And then we went home. And then I got a text and he just basically explained that... That night was going to be like, he came to youth for the last night, like to be with his friends, and then he was going to um, commit suicide. So that was like, oh my, like if I wouldn't have said something, wow. like what could have actually happened? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And now it comes to youth like every single Sunday. And so basically, like the moral of the story is you never know, like, what's on the other side of your yes. Like, uh, Imagine if we would have said no. Like write that down too. <laughs> like uh, obedience is key in carrying out God's work. Like you can hear from Him, but you have to obey. And you never know. Like I didn't see the fruits of what I was doing yet, but it came later, and so I just had to trust that the Lord had a plan. So good. Sorry, I'm trying to hold myself together. Um. So rap time has always kind of been like a monumental moment for really our youth fam. And we've had some super crazy moments. We have literally prayed for healing for type 1 diabetes. We have prayed for people who have really, really been addicted to 
pornography who have struggled with just fill in the blank and we've honestly probably prayed for it um but suicidal thoughts has been something that we have really honed pretty hard on because we think that this next generation that suicide is just not the simple way out anymore like i'm sick and tired of that that is the way out and so you guys are really just going to start to reach out to those people who maybe are on the edge and you guys are going to be able to recognize signs and it's just so cool and so powerful to see you guys to just walk in obedience um but back to rap time i remember a moment where we were praying for family members who were not saved and pretty much hands fly up all over the room um but i remember kate you were so rocked by this moment and you were just talking about your family and so can you just talk to us just a little bit about that so um like sorry i'm gonna probably cry but um so we were just praying and i was just gonna sit there and say nothing but the lord really put my family in my heart i mean i've grown up in the church and everything but i was like after i got brought to lfc i got like radically changed here by the presence of god i was like i need like help i can't just go home to like the same environment so that day just rose my hand and everyone started praying and i was like i don't know if this is ever gonna happen but we'll just try um and then like i think like two weeks later my family attended for the first time um i don't even know who came with me but (laughs) somebody in my family came and um, we were still kind of plugged into my other church at that time, but I feel like I I knew the Lord was calling us into a different season, and I was just kind of waiting on my parents to get there too, to like fully commit. So um, then I I think the next big thing was, um, it was baptisms were coming up. I get a text from Liv. Liv's like, hey, Kay, you want to get baptized? <laughs> I'm like, no, I think I'm, I don't even know. I probably just said like trying to make an excuse. And it's like one of those times you say no to live, and it's like, oh, no, I should have not said that. <laughs> and so I went home from youth that night. The signs were closing the next day, and I'm like, Mom, I want to get baptized. Then uh, she said, okay. So I got baptized, and then my whole family came for the first time. And ever since then, we, we obviously have moved here full time. Um, I serve in kids. My mom serves in kids. We come every Sunday I mean like this is like our second home and it's like cool because like it feels like they feel all the same things that I feel about this place so like it's just been really cool and God's really been faithful through all of that. So I remember one specific thing that you said you specifically prayed for Heidi and this was I mean Heidi has always been the Gaga ball queen um she's terrifying so if Heidi Keller she ever says hey want to play me in Gaga ball literally run the other way because she will (laughs) annihilate you um but Kate you specifically prayed for your sister and your sister is here on the podcast with us and I will never forget watching Heidi you move from just kind of like attending you moved to you moved to being willing to what the Holy Spirit would do. So could you share? I'm totally putting you on the spot. You didn't even want to participate. You just wanted to sit here and write your paper. But can you just share like your 
your perspective on you didn't even know your sister had taken that time to pray for you and then we all scream prayed around her because we know the power that prayer has and we know how powerful that these moments can be so was there a moment for you where you just got it or you just said okay lord whatever you want to do um it's kind of just whatever you want to do because like you know talk about the invite culture if i hadn't been invited by like kate and by like living our whole group i probably wouldn't even be here right now mm-hmm. you know i've been guilty of things and kind of just made excuses for why i can't come why i shouldn't come but then I kind of just got like hit in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Pastor Christian gave his message on excuses, and then that service I got saved and just been more like open about my faith because I'm very much an introvert, to say the least. <laughs> I don't like sharing my thoughts with people, but like I feel like I can be honest around these people mm. now, and I'm more comfortable. My gosh, I think you got everybody crying. (laughs) But that is the power of having people surrounding you who literally will pray for you when, like, when you don't even know, like, what you're praying for. Kendall, you started coming here because you got invited. Yeah, can I just say that Liv is, like, the queen of invite. Like, she really is. You ask a lot of the kids from Spencerville why they come to you, Liv probably invited them. Also went to camp, prayed for my family, and then my whole family came to church with me when we got back. So it was pretty nice to see. And then my brother, um, he's just been growing in his faith and got baptized in the Holy Spirit over the summer. I missed that because I was praying for someone else. (laughs) So, yeah, it's been really cool to see. And about Kendall's brother. He's, like, my best friend in my grade. (laughs) And, like, the difference of him last year at school compared to now is, like, crazy. Like, he would join into every conversation that his friends were talking about. And now this year, he's like, I don't even want to be a part of that. I don't even want to be, like, associated with that. And just, like, he's, like, so bold about his faith now. It's, like, super cool to see. Mm -hmm. Y'all got me wrecked up week in and week out. I don't even know where to go from here. Um, Yeah, you guys are the real deal. Like, Jacob and I say it all the time, but, like, we truly have the privilege of the best job ever. Like, you guys get it, and I'm going to stop talking because I can't hold it together. Jacob, talk. (laughs) I just think it's cool how, like, yeah, like, there there was a, a culture that was started here, but you guys, like, have taken it to a whole nother level. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm about to have to give it back to Morgan. Love it up. You have... <laughs> no, I'm still no, um, too. Good night. But like we said before, we're just so proud of you guys. And um, as Morgan always says, the best is yet to come. And um, we're just so excited to see what God has in store, uh, not just for you guys, but for even the next generation to come that, I mean, some, most of you guys help out in kids' church, mm-hmm. and uh, what an opportunity that, that you guys have to start, because um, I know some of you guys have been called to uh, either full-time or part-time ministry, and so um, I believe that God is up to something, and even in those times where you guys may not see a change in someone that just believe that God, that God is uh, working through them, and um, 
that you will see the fruit of your guys' ministry. So um, we're just so excited for you guys. So Come on. Listen, I don't, I don't get a front row seat to a lot of this uh, because obviously we're in the worship world and Jacob and Morgan are over here in the youth world. So a lot of these stories and stuff were new to me. Um, and um, I'm just blown away by this group, by what you guys are doing, by what the Lord is doing through you. Um, because like they said, you get it. Um, and what the Lord is going to accomplish and continue to do through you is just endless. And so church family, I pray that you guys have been encouraged, um, throughout this conversation. Um, I want, I want you to understand that this group, um, is getting it. This group is, is literally seeing life change, families changed, um, because of their obedience. They're, I mean, we heard stories of, of listening to the Lord, uh, words of knowledge, um, prophetic things, like preaching the gospel. These students are doing it, and, um, and wow, just, I don't even, I don't even remember, like, how I normally close a podcast, because I'm just mind blown. Um, so thank you guys for stopping in today, and if, uh, if we shot video today, and you could all see the amount of B-reels that were happening, I assume that's what it was. <laughs> Um, it was, it was, it was great. Um, so thank you guys for, for taking a few minutes and, um, I hope this podcast encourages you. Hey, I made it on a be real. Yeah. That's awesome. All right, everybody give, uh, what is pastor's thing? Give everybody a big hootie hoo on the way out. Ready? One, two, three. We'll see you next time.